Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. Hope all is well with you today. I just want to let you know that I'm thanking God for you in 2021. I want you to know that I believe that God has great things in store for us in 2021. I think God is going to bless his people in 2021. Uh, I'm believing that in 2021 that the COVID crisis will begin to de-escalate and then pretty soon we'll be back to normal walking around without masks on and we can see who we're looking at and we can see the people smiling or the people frowning so I want you to get excited because today I have a word from you from God a word that he laid on my heart because I'm starting a series dealing with the different names of God that's found in the Bible and today we're going to deal with this name today Jehovah Jireh and what it means my Lord will provide. And I want you to know in the last podcast that we talked about Jehovah Sabbat, which means the Lord of hosts, that God is the, is the head of all the armies of the world. And I want to let you know that God is in control. Not only does he fight for you, but we're going to find out today that he provides for his people. That we're going to look at Genesis 22 in particular, but we're going to go to different scriptures and I'm going to show you where God is a provider. And that so whatever we stand in need of in 2021, our Jehovah Jireh will provide for us. So I hope that if you, that you're feeling good. Today is number day five of, of my 21-day fast. I want you to keep me in prayer as I continue to fast and seek God uh, within these 21 days. Uh, I'm trying to do the Daniel's fast uh, and hoping that that God will give me some wisdom and understanding and some knowledge. Uh, and also making clear the vision and purpose that he has for my life in 2021. And so, and also in what his vision and plan for this podcast. And I want to let you know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And you're not alone. And like I said, we're going to dive into Jehovah Jireh today. And we're going to find out our Lord is a provider. And that... He's there with you in critical situations, critical circumstances, that he would never leave you. And I'm just excited to talk about him today. Remember, I told you I'm doing a 30-day challenge of taking Jesus' name and using the power of return that he gave us to use his name correctly. I'm not going to play with the name of Jesus. I'm going to use it like the apostle used it. I'm only going to use it when I need to invoke it into my circumstances. But also, in this season, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit, because he's the comforter. He's the side of side by side. He's your friend. Uh, he's going to tell you what's going on. And also, if you don't know how to pray, he's going to pray for you. He's going to intercede for you. He's going to be there to make sure that whatever Jesus needs done, he's going to make it get done. So I'm just excited today. I hope that you're excited. And I don't know who I'm talking to who might be dealing with depression. Who, someone might be suicidal to, today. And I'm believing that God is going to give you a reason to want to live and want to fight and want to see what he has for you in store in 2021. And I want you to know if you are feeling alone right now, you're not alone, that when you're talking, you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, which, well, you know, when you begin to talk, that the Holy Spirit, God is there. 
He's right there in the midst of that conversation. So you can believe that. And so I'm excited today. Remember I said Jehovah Shabbat was the, the, the Lord of hosts, meaning the Lord over the armies. And the first time that you see it is found in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1, verse 3. And it talks about how that Hannah's husband had to go to Shiloh. And we, and we know from the last podcast that they were supposed to, Mel was supposed to go to Shiloh three times uh, to, to, to dedicate themselves to the Lord, to the Lord of hosts. And this is, God is the Lord of hosts. He's over all the armies. You know, one of the great things that God did when he brought the children out of Egypt, he took them into the wilderness because they had to learn how to be, first of all, learn how to be his people. But also, they had to learn how to be an army because they had been slaves. And God, because God had an army on the earth, and it was going to be Israel. They were going to be God's army because in the Old Testament, for them to go into the promise, they had to get rid of the people that was there. And the Lord of hosts is, the, is God. And if you, if you look in the Old Testament, you're going to find out that God gives his guarantee that he's going to be with them in those battles because he's the Lord of hosts. But today we're going to talk about him as being a provider. But you know how we do it. Whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. And we're going to pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I just thank you for today. Father, I thank you that this is a day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we exalt you on this earth. We thank you for watching over us. We thank you, Jehovah Jireh, for being our provider. And Father, I pray for whatever people may need that listen to this podcast, Father, that you would bless them in this season, Father. I pray that your world goes all around the world, Father, that lives will be changed, Father. And we stand in agreement with for the persecuted church, Father, because there is a persecuted church, Father, where people can't say, Jesus. They can't talk about the Holy Spirit. They can't talk about God. And so, Father, I just want to celebrate you today because someone needs you today. And I pray for your people in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope that y'all are excited because I'm really excited about this message because, you know, uh, I need to know that, you know, when I get into a crunch, that if I call on my God, that he'll be there for me. And we're going to find this out because we're going to start out in Genesis uh, chapter 22. And we're going to look at Abraham. Because, you know, Abraham was considered to be a friend of God. And we're going to see that God is getting ready to do something in Abraham's life. And it's something that uh, you may have in school. For all the people who listen to the podcast in school, we're getting ready to talk about a test. In, in Genesis uh, 22, I'll be reading from the NIV today so that you'll know. It says this, start in chapter 22, verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. Whoa, that's a, uh, that's a big word, right? Tested. In other words, that meant that God wants to do something. God wants to do something for Abraham and Isaac at the same time. But guess what? But God wants to really do something for the whole world. Because Abraham and Isaac, Jacob is not on the scene yet. 
but they are the practitioners and they're going to uh, create this 12 tribes that God is going to use to reshape the whole structure of the world. And this is what God is going to use Abraham and Isaac to do in Jacob. But like I said, Jacob is not born yet because it's not, it's not his time. We're dealing with Abraham and Isaac today. And we're going to look at this relationship between the father and son because this relationship between father and son is parallel to the relationship between God and Christ. And so sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. He replied, now when you say that, here I am right now, uh, you remember when God was looking for Adam and Eve and he couldn't find them. And so God is calling from heaven. Could you imagine walking down the street and God says, Mike, where you at? And guess what? God knows where he's at. But it's the relationship that God is getting ready to interject, in other words. And this is obedience because Abraham, he hears a voice, but guess what? He doesn't see a God because our God is what? Invisible, mighty and strong and powerful. And so he says, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I would tell you about. Remember this. Whenever God speaks, hasten to his word. Do what he tells you to do. Because there's a blessing by obedience. Now, this is what God says. Let's go back to uh, verse 2. He said, then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. This is what God said. And that's, let's just do it in layman's terms. Let's just make it simple. I want you to bring your son up here because we're getting ready to make him a sacrifice. You're getting ready to kill him and we're going to set him on fire. Let me tell you something. God says to Abraham, your only son, Isaac, because we know that Abraham had another son, Ishmael, and that's not the son of the promise. That's the son of the flesh. The son that God wanted Abraham to have is Isaac. God wanted to do something supernatural, not just in Abraham's life, but also Sarah's life. And so because of anxiousness, they got a little ahead of God. And so Ishmael is born. His mother is Hagar. You know, tell me you can look at you can look it up, you know, in Genesis. And but he's not the the son that God wanted Abraham to have, Isaac is. And so I want you to understand the parallel. God has only one begotten son, which is Christ. And he sent him to the earth 
to redeem mankind. So what God is illustrating is that what he's telling Abraham, God is actually going to do for all mankind with his son. His son is going to be the ultimate sacrifice to give us the right to be children of God. So let's go on. And we're going to see in verse 3, it says, Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. You see what he did? What I mean about being obedient to when God gives you instructions to do something. He doesn't sit there and wrestle with God. God, you want me to take my son? He don't say that. He just does what God does because guess what? His hope is not in him. His hope is in Jehovah Jireh. Because he knows that God is going to, he don't know what God is going to do, but he's going to be obedient because he's, because God has been faithful to him. So he has no reason not to follow God's plan. He has no reason not to follow God's plan. Jehovah Jireh. Understand this. God will provide in your circumstances. He will help you. And so, and this is, let's go back to verse 3. Early the next day, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey, he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for a burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there and we will worship and then we will come back to you. Faith. This is an ex example of a man having faith in his God because God just told him that he was supposed to use his son as a burnt sacrifice. But he has enough faith to tell his two servants, stay right here. We're going to worship. We're going to talk to God. We're going to talk to God. And guess what? Isaac is prototype Christ because he's going to be obedient to what his father says to do. He's gone with him. And so we're going we're gonna to look at it. We're going to look at verse 5. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkeys while I and the boy go over there and we will worship and then we will come back. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. And as the two of them went together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father. He said, yes, my son. Abraham replied, the fire and wood I hear. Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Remember, Christ is the lamb of God. And so I, I, I want you to understand that, you know, God is letting you know something is coming. That the Messiah is coming. In other words, because within this test of Abraham, 
is going to be something that Christ is going to do. He's going to be obedient to his father and become a sacrifice on the cross for all mankind to have the right to say, Abba, Father, have a right to cry out to God, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. This is, this is what's getting ready to happen. But right now, Isaac is just following his father because guess what? He trusts his father because his father has been good to him. Guess what? All his life, not some of his life, all of his life, just as Christ is able to trust God, his father, because he's been good to him since God is sovereign. So we don't have no time frame, but God has been good to him forever. I want you to understand that. That God has been good to Christ forever. It's easy. Even when it's hard. Jesus followed his father. If God is speaking to you. Be obedient to hearken to the voice of God. Amen. Yeah, I'm excited, you know. I want to let you know. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. If you have any prayer requests, please send them in so that I can stand in agreement with you and believe that God will do something in your circumstances. So now we see all this is, this is going on, and now they're on this walk. And we're going to look at verse 7. As it spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here. Isaac said, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide. Let's take a minute right here. He's making a declaration because everything that he's doing is contrary to what God told him in verse Two. Let's look at verse 2. Then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. On one of the mountains, I will tell you about. <laughs> See? Abraham is walking in faith. He knows that God is a good God. I want you to know this. God is a good God. God is a loving God. God loves you. I want you to know this, that God loves you. Did you know that? That he loves you. In Abraham in verse 8, God himself will provide the lamb. Remember I told you? Jesus is the Lamb of God. We hear John the Baptist say, Oh, behold, here comes the Lamb of God. And so, Isaac is speaking prophetically. Because guess what? It's not Christ's time. But he's coming. He's coming to save mankind and redeem us. Because guess what? The Lord will provide Jehovah Jireh. What do you think the Christ the cross represents. It represents Jehovah Jireh providing a way for mankind to be saved. 
and have eternal life. Well, y'all should get happy about this. And remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. That he loves you with an everlasting love. Understand this. God, not only is he Jehovah Shabbat, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of the army, but he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. So if, you, if you're struggling today and, and you want to find out if he's Jehovah Jireh, then call out to him and say, God, I need you to show up. Be my provider. Okay. So when they reached the place, God had told him about, Abraham built an altar. See, the altar is going to be the place of the sacrifice because they're getting ready to worship. Now, as it Still ain't selling no lamb. He was talking about, you know, he just know that he just has just him and his father going on the walk. And so he's curious about, hey, hey, dad, you know, what, uh, you know, what a sacrifice that his father doesn't tell him until it's time to tell him. And, and, and let me tell you something so you can see this. And so I want you to see about your whole diary that you can see the guys, your provider. Because this is what, this is getting ready to happen. This is reality in the flesh. Okay, and let's check it out. And he said, and Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. And he bound his son Isaac and laid him on an altar on top of the wood. Could you imagine? First of all, you was looking for a lamb. Then next thing you know, your father grabbed you and bound you up. It doesn't say in the text that what? He fought with his father. He trusted his father. And I want to share this with you so you can understand what I'm talking when I talk about Christ within this. Okay. Scripture says that Christ laid down his life. And I want to explain it to you in just simple terms so you can understand why he laid his life down. Jesus was conceived of a woman he came out as a man. Mary was induced by the Holy Spirit. So Christ has God's blood. He doesn't have Adam's blood. So his DNA is not a sin. And so what this means is the only way that Christ could die, he had to lay his life down because he knew no sin. Sin wasn't in him. So he's not appointed to die. So what that means is, and, and, and this is the truth, if he didn't want to die, he can be here right now because he didn't know sin. But what he did, he was obedient to his father. And he sacrificed his life on the cross, took on the wages of sin of everyone, to give us the adaptation to be children of God. He freed us from the bondage of Adam and Eve. He took our sins and put it all on him because that's the only way he could die. He had to have sin on him. But if he doesn't get no sin, he can't lay down his life. So I just, I just wanted to share that with you. And remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He loves you. I just want to share that with you.
And then we're going to go on a little further. And we're going to see. It says, then, and this is verse 10. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And, you know, first of all, you know, if my father tried to bound me up and set me on, on some wood and getting ready to do this, we going to fight. But because Isaac is a prototypical Christ on the earth, he surrenders. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He was going to be obedient even unto death. Christ was obedient even unto death. Don't you understand? The greatest sacrifice that anyone could do for mankind is what Christ done for us. Went to the cross. Took on our sins. To give us freedom. To give us the right to live. A different life than what we live right now. That's the power of God. I want you to get excited. I want you to know that God loves you. That you're not alone. I don't care how you feel. You're feeling beat down, bogged down. God is your provider. He will sustain you. When it's hard. He will be with you in a crisis. Jehovah is your provider. He's your, he's your provider. And so check this out. Now, this is, you know, something that, you know, some theologians believe. I want to share this with you. They believe that God gets so excited over his creation when they get to the point that they're going to do what God had been calling them to do his whole life. His whole life wasn't just to be the father, be a father. His whole life was to see would he be willing to sacrifice his child because God required it of him. And because of the relationship that he had with God, that he could trust God. Like I said, he told his two servants they was going over to worship and they would be back. He didn't have no assurance of that. He was only walking in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe. He's a reward of those that did seek him. His faith said, we coming back. We coming back. We coming back. This is what Abraham feels. We're going to come back. Because my God will provide. Don't know how it's going to happen. Don't know how the rent going to get paid. Don't know how the car note going to get paid. Don't know how the light bill going to get paid. Don't know how I'm going to get some food from. Don't know what I'm going to do, but my Lord is going to provide. I want you to know, if you're in these circumstances, call on his name. Call on his name. Use that power of attorney. Jesus, I need help. Help me out. Use his name. Oh, just want to tell you. There's power in the name of Jesus. 
If you go through the book of Acts, we're going to get that book, book of Acts. If you go through the book of Acts, you're going to see these people, ordinary people, but they don't do on high with the Holy Spirit. And they're operating like the Messiah did when he was on the earth. And do you know why? They were his disciples. And you know what a disciple is? Someone who imitates their master. Everything that Christ did, they did. Because he showed them. The only thing that they ever asked him to do was teach us how to pray. They saw him open their eyes. They saw him raise the dead. They saw him do all these wonderful things. They just wanted to know, how do we pray? I, you know, I just want you to know this because, you, know, you know, the Bible says this. Men are to pray and not faint. Men are to pray and not faint. Men are to pray and not faint. So you want, you want Jehovah Jireh, your provider, call on his name. And so let's go back. Let's go, let's go back to verse, like I said, that theologians believe that when you get ready to do something that God's been waiting on you to do your entire time, and this is the moment where God's been waiting for Abraham to do. Check out verse 11. But now let's go to verse 10. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. God can get your attention. <laughs> Let's go back. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Just like he said when God first called, here I am. <laughs> See, you got to understand that in verse 1, he said, when, when God called out to him, he said, here I am, ready. Be ready. Be ready when God speaks to you. Get excited when he gets, speaks to you. And now this is the second time we see this within this chapter. He hears a voice. And this is what, and let's go back to verse 10. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, do not lay a hand on that boy. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son, Christ on the cross. Let me tell you, get excited. Get excited. Your God will provide for you in your circumstances. Whatever you're dealing with, trust God. Didn't he tell his son that the Lord will provide? He didn't know that. Verse 1 said that God was testing him. He didn't know. He just was walking by faith that God was going to do something, that God wasn't going to let him kill his son. And when this happens, guess what? All heaven is watching because do you know why they're watching? This man 
listen to an invisible God, following an invisible God, doing what an invisible God tells him to do. And out of it, God answers him and saves his son. But check this out. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. When his son was on the cross, guess what God didn't do? He let his son take hold of all the sins of the world because God so loved the world. Understand this. Christ was obedient to God. God loved us to sacrifice his son to save us. Understand, God loves you. God will provide for you. God will fight for you. Did you hear me? God loves you. God will fight for you. God will provide for you. Did you hear me? God loves you. God will fight for you. The Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabbath, Jehovah Jireh. God will provide. Let me tell you something. Hey, if God is for you, who can be against you? Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and God loves you with an everlasting love. This is the God that fights for you. The God that provides for you. And so, we're just going to look at, we're going to look at verse 12. Do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your only son. And check this out. Let me show you just how awesome your God is. He hears this speech God stops him from. Taking that knife and swooped it down and killing his child. And Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by his horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket, he saw a ram and caught it by his horns. And he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place the Lord will provide. And this, to this day, it is said on that mountain, the Lord will provide. I want to say thanks for listening to the podcast show. Uh, we're going to close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for all of those who listen to the podcast, Father, that you would bless them, that you would give them peace and give them hope. Father, I pray that today would be a day that they would understand that you are Jehovah Driver, our Lord who will provide. I give you the glory. I give you the shout in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to tell you, I love you. Please send in your prayer request. But also, I want to thank all the people who listen to the podcast in Illinois, uh, the people in California, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, North Carolina, Wisconsin. In the, in the country of Spain, the country of Iran, the United Kingdom, and Canada. I love you. Continue to trust God in 2021. Thanks for listening to the show. Bye-bye.